This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Talking to me. Hello and welcome to Aria Talking to Me, a Game of Thrones podcast. My name's Ben Vanell. I'm uh, one of the hosts. Uh, oh God! How do you how do you do this? I haven't done this <laughs> podcast in a while. <laughs> my name is uh, my name's Adam Knox. I'm two of the hosts today because <laughs> one of them is not pulling his weight. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, yeah, we talk about Game of Thrones uh, on this podcast. We uh, we do every episode, sometimes multiple episodes per episode, uh, and we're leading up to the final season, season eight, which is going to premiere in 2019, and um, yeah. Let's let's get cracking. This is a this is a big episode. I I did yeah. not realize how big it was. I like that you did the recap of what this show is here in case anybody <laughs> decided to join in season four, episode two. <laughs> I know it feels like because we haven't recorded for what like a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think so. We've had you know stuff going on. Yep, we've had international flights and uh, and things. Um, so yeah, it feels like it's been a while. Um, but yeah, we're up to season four, episode two, "The Lion and the Rose." Shall we get stuck into it? Absolutely. The show uh, this week, strangely enough, I-, I thought this was a bold choice. It opened with uh, a bunch of really quick scenes from the previous shows, one after the other. Very experimental. Oh, I thought it was a really weird. Like, I feel stupid for having watched the entire shows now because I yeah. could have just watched this little thirty-second package and gotten it all. That's true, yeah. I mean, good things come in small packages, so... I've always said that. Tiny, <laughs> uh, high-capacity SD cards. <laughs> That's right. Imagine um, how 512 gigabytes on something the size of your fingernail. Has science gone is... too far? <laughs> no, no. I, I want to get one of those two terabyte ones for my Switch. Are they real? I mean, I... I I'm real. assuming you've invented that amount of storage. <laughs> I've heard tell. Legend says that someday there'll be a two terabyte SD card. The night is dark and full of terabytes. Very nice. Very good. So, uh, yeah, episode opens with uh, previously on. Um, and then we get into a pretty uh, disturbing opening scene. Yeah, this is weird. Like, Ramsey... Uh Snow, who we know is, uh, we now know is Roose Bolton's kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and, like, some equally psycho woman who just has shown up. Totally, yeah. Like, we got all this build-up for Ramsey as this, like, first he was just a sweeper boy and now he's, like, a, he's, a, he's a torture boy. 
um, like, and it was really good. This guy is so unhinged and unique. What a, what a strange guy reveling in the torture of this person. How could totally. it be that one person has been corrupted by the world so much? Oh, wait, there's two of them. Oh, there's two. There's just another one, and it's a girl now. So Yeah. These dogs yeah. aren't that nice either. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. This this girl, I don't know if she's named in this opening scene. I don't remember. I don't recall. Um, uh, but I, f- I feel like yes, and I feel like there's some... I don't remember what her name is. And like there's something where it seems like they're hunting her down because the woman hated this woman who they're ha- uh, hunting because she was like jealous of Ramsey probably slept with her or something. And there seems to be some weird relationship going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's then, called uh, Miranda, apparently. Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's weird how like some of the names are like Theon and Balon, and then yeah. sometimes they'll just go like Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I've always said I'm a Miranda, so it's, it's nice that it's finally <laughs> a character of this show for uh, me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a um, Carrion, like, like what crows eat. That's the best I okay. can do. Anyway, this is another episode of Sex and the Dreadfort. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this it's fucked, right? Like they're chasing this girl. You, there's so, well, yeah, like you said, some kind of weird sexual thing. It's probably it's like it's clearly just a game. Mm. Um, and this poor girl gets eaten by dogs. And they're running with like the attitude that they're picking flowers or whatever. And then yeah, the dogs mm. eat her. And then mm. Theon is up the back, being all uh, reek now, which Ramsay has turned him into. Yeah just kind of watching and looking like he's afraid of what's going on, but being a real mm-hmm. little do-nothing Sally about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, we, we see that girl. We don't see her get eaten, but she does get eaten. We hear it. And then um, we cut back to the Dread Fort where Big Daddy... Uh, to, Roos... to Winterfell, right? Uh, oh, do we? I think they're no, no, in Winterfell cause... now. No, 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 no. They're at the Dread Fort. They're definitely at the Dread Fort. Because that's okay. where they were torturing. Uh, that's where they were torturing Theon. I'm, I'm sure. I thought they were at Winterfell because that's what Ramsay had taken. Was no, I don't think I any think... of that stuff was happening at the Dreadfort. The torture. I think that was just at Winterfell, wasn't it? No, I think it was the Dreadfort. Maybe we can look it up afterwards because it doesn't right. really matter. <laughs> no, whatever it is, it's uh, not a very nice place because these people are here. Mm. Roose has uh, shown up. He's. Uh, fresh from stabbing up all the uh, wedding guests. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ramsey, who's like, you know, this unhinged psycho, he clearly wants his father's approval here. Yes. Yeah, totally. Like, Ramsey is 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 off off the hook. Like, he's mental, but R- he clearly respects Roos. And, we like, we've seen that Roos is a pretty ruthless and, uh, and fucked up guy himself, happy to just murder people in cold blood. So, um... It sort of maybe gives Roos a bit more depth, the fact that his uh, bastard son is kind of looking up to him in this way. Yeah, and with with uh, him interacting with Ramsey in particular, it gives off like a Taiwanese vibe of uh, mm. Mm. just sort of being completely in control and very readily bringing up the faults that he knows Ramsey is uh, self-conscious about. Sure, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So um, Ramsey's looking up at him with his like big doe eyes, going like, "Hey, Dad, look, I made a slave." <laughs> yeah, and his dad's like, "That's weird." <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, but more than that, it's like 
Uh, it's ruined my plans. <laughs> yeah, that was real stupid of you to, because we were obviously going to trade this, like, really, this Lord guy's son. Mm. Why would you have mm. done this? You totally. It, yeah, like, Ramsey's... sorry. No, well, like, losing losing Theon would have probably been better than like dehumanizing him because that is more, just more of an insult. Like, you can never repair that relationship mm. now. And. Roos doesn't even know about him sending him the dick and all of that. <laughs> no. No, that's true. Yeah, that's when Roos arrives, he's like, what have you done? You've like clearly done something to this guy. We can never parlay with the bolt with the uh with the Greyjoys. Um and then Ramsey sort of is like, Well, I guess I also cut off his dick and I like sent a letter without your permission and all this stuff that is just the worst that he could have done. But look at this. I taught him to shave me. Mm. So yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> we got a shaver now, Dad. Look, um, <laughs> shaving he, me. He's sh- he won't, he's not even cutting me by accident. Even. And it is like a very effective way of showing that, like, oh, Ramsey has like completely broken him. Mm, absolutely, yeah. It's it's very you know dramatic. It's very theatrical, um, but theatrical. It, it, Ah, not bad. <laughs> not bad. Not it doesn't, good. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it doesn't solve Roos's problem, though. No, but he gets a little twinkle in his eye or something at this point. He, he, that's he, true. he seems a little more happy about it because he's like, okay, that's a pretty impressive little mm. trick you've done there mm. on that boy's brain. <laughs> that's you true. Go and get me this moat that I want. Yes. So he's like, well, fucking, look, if you've ruin this possible trade the least you can do is take back this moat thing because mm. so that's the Greyjoys have that that's up in the north somewhere it's like a, a very strategically uh, important place I guess it seems and like um it. yeah he tells he tells Ramsey like look take some men go to the thing and uh if you can get it one step closer to becoming an actual Bolton something that he will definitely follow through on <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, does anything else happen in this scene? Locke is there, the Australian actor, Noah Taylor. He's hanging out. Yeah, he's just sort of hanging out, and Ramsey's like, I heard you cut off uh, Jamie's hand. And he's like, yeah, sick. <laughs> yeah, fucking it sick. Right off. Oh, mate, you should have seen. It was like a bloody, it was like a galah's neck. You know, that long hand. hand. Hand-shaped necks, them galahs, those flaming galahs I've got. I came at him with the speed of an angry wombat, and (laughs) off came his hand. A lot of people don't know that about wombats, that if they get to charging, they are not going to be stopped. They're like the juggernaut. (laughs) Yeah, he has a very poor grasp of of the X-Men. Yeah. My favourite one's Deadpool because he <laughs> he knows what's up about him being a fictional character and he's not afraid to say it. And also emus and kangaroos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's there. But the main thing is, yeah, Ramsey uh, has to go prove himself by taking the, uh, taking the moat. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's all that really happens there. And then we cut over to Tyrion, speaking of the, the handless guy, and he's complaining. Mm. I mean, to Jamie, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But he is sitting with Tyrion, and they're eating. Jamie's sad about his hand and that he can't yep. fight anymore. He's admitting to Tyrion, like, ah, I'm no good with a sword. I'm pretending like I am, but I ain't. Mm. 
He spills his f- drink and he's just like, ah, oh, fucking servant, get out of here. Just leave me alone in my misery. Um, like, he's very down. He's down yeah. in the dumps. And Tyrion says, hey, look, if you're feeling down in the dumps, you've got to get back out there, buddy. Jamie says, no, <laughs> I never want to be hurt again. What if I lose the other hand? Tyrion's yeah. like, shut up. I'm setting you up on a fight date with my friend Bronn. Yeah, which is a nice little scene as well. I really like this. Yeah. Um, it's very simple, but it's uh, it's like really um, like economical storytelling. It like it's exactly what Bronn would be like. It's exactly what Jamie would uh, would be like, and we see him start to sort of gain some pride back and want totally. to yeah want to be what he used to be. It's such a good representation of well of Bronn, like this lowborn guy who's mm. like everything Jamie thought he was above. Yes, being yeah totally in control of this situation and better than Jamie. Totally in control, but also is clearly like, like he's doing it because he kind of respects Jamie. Like he's not really being a dick about it. He's nah. having fun with it. He's being a cheeky soldier, but he's being a soldier primarily and going like, "Hey, we're all in this together for whatever reason." Mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Or I guess, I guess he's, he's just getting theory. paid. Yeah, it's hard to tell with true. Bron. He just seems to not really give much of a shit about anything. Yeah, he seems to mostly be having a good time as well. Dude, that's what it's all about, brother. <laughs> He's a party boy. Get out there and have a good time. Like these that's goddamn... Right. Uh, oh, actually, no, this next bit isn't a good time. <laughs> no, none of it is. I was skipping ahead. Because uh, <laughs> we see Varys, uh, like, yanking Tyrion out of... <laughs> I feel like... I don't think it happened exactly like this, but in my memory, Tyrion is just walking down the street in this shot, and, like, Varys' hand shoots out and yanks him <laughs> into, yeah. like, a secret bit. Pulls him through a hedge or something. Yeah. Varys is like, they know about Shay. You got to get rid of her. Yeah. She's going to be trouble for us all. Tyrion is like, okay, I'll do it. And basically does a Harry and the Hendersons on her. Yes. I didn't understand what you meant with that note, but now I do. He's like, go on, Harry. We don't even like you, Harry. You're too big and ugly. Get out of here. You're a whore, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that would be a really funny change to that movie. You're a whore, Harry, and I can't put kids into a whore. (laughs) 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 It'd be called called Horry and the Hendersons. Yay, we did it. Uh, but um, I don't know why, but that is like the funniest image to John Lithgow like <laughs> yelling into the forest at this Yeti going like, "You're a goddamn good for nothing, oh Harry. We're the Hendersons. We can't be seen with someone like you. You're a painted lady. I got some respect. Get out of here. You ain't a Henderson. We're the Hendersons. Oh <laughs> uh, yes." So he does that, basically. <laughs> yeah. I think it's that as well. Like, there's, it seems to be, I don't know, I, it's, it's hard to tell if there's, like, a little bit maybe of him, of his uh, actual feelings about her coming through there, and he is just being mean. It's hard to say one way or the other. But That's a good point. Yeah, I think the surface reading, as in, like, the surface reading as a viewer, is he's really sad and he's really not um, pleased with doing this, and he has chosen the one thing that he thinks might work at driving her away, which is, you know, an act of love. But he, 
uh, maybe he is kind of annoyed about some of these things and he's uh, he resents that she's not just a noble woman. You know, like, yeah, yeah. That's, it's possible there's some of that stuff in there too. Well, and, like, he's treated her pretty poorly since he's brought her here. Like, she did also say, I want to come with you and be your little secret or whatever, but then mm. he's brought her here and treated her like dirt for most of the time. Like That's true, yeah. So Like, it, I mean, he, he knew all along, like... Well, he knew very quickly, like, oh, I've got to get rid of her. Like, she's not safe, I'm not safe. And it kind of is his responsibility, if she's not understanding that, to just be like, no, seriously. Yeah. No, dude, when the park rangers or the government or whoever's against Harry comes <laughs> yep. after Shay, who is it that's after him? I don't know, Bigfoot hunters, maybe? Yeah, because uh, E.T. is the government, so it wouldn't just yeah. be the government again. I don't know, Harry and like the It's It's the park ranger from Yogi Bear. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. Sticking yeah. his nose into other people's businesses again. Uh, Speaking of sticking your nose into business, yes. let's stick our nose into the business of Melisandre killing that queen lady, of, of Stannis' wife's brother. Ah, uh, yes. They're burning um, some people for some reason, some religion thing, or like they were blasphemers. Well, they were heretics, yeah. I, I think it's, uh, they said, like, they believed, still believed in the seven old, the gods and the new, but, but you know, like, there's only the Lord of Light, so we have to burn them. I think that's what, yeah. that's what the justification is, yeah. And it's back to the, the old ways there of Davos being like, this is crazy, and everyone else being mm-hmm. like, yeah, but it's for God. He, yeah, it's the God, or, like, I don't have a choice. I'm going along with it. Yeah. And um, then- they all seem to like Stannis's wife is super converted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she was introduced, um, I guess maybe that was last week. Um, she came out strongly as an evangelical. She was from the start very, um, very much a believer. Mm. And then I saw her face, and I was not a believer at all because <laughs> okay. she seems absolutely off her nut. <laughs> um, yeah, she, those guys were really walking on the sun. Oh um, man, I tell you, if, you know, like mm-hmm. she keeps going this way, she's going to get smashed in the mouth. <laughs> okay, nice, good. Yeah, that's a good one. So, uh, but she she's gone crazy about it at dinner. Stannis is just like, well, yes, I suppose he's kind of a bit more resistant. He's not. He's a bit less like burn all the unbelievers and a bit more just burn the annoying ones. Well, I think the reality of the situation he is in and how much like he's kind of lost because they're eating like, old meat that isn't... Like, they don't have any provisions anymore. Everything's sort of falling mm. apart. And he's like, oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Maybe I'm not the big old Lord of Light King. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of had a had a gutful of it. <laughs> they get to talking about uh, their daughter, who the wife seems to hate. She's not a fan of her, no. Really seems to resent her because she's got this disease. Yeah, and she wasn't a, a son for the king. The disease or... of prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird that she's like, ah, that stupid kid, we should throw her off a bridge or something like mm. that. Mm. And mm. then Stannis is like, whoa, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get Melisandre to talk to her for some reason. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't quite remember <laughs> why that was. So for whatever but... reason, Melisandre goes up to that bedroom and she's like, hey, kid. How you doing? The kid's like, yeah, I hate this. And Sandra's like, yep, life's bad, but at least there's only two gods. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Harry and the Hendersons. (laughs) (laughs) One representing Um, all that's good, the other all that's family. 
<laughs> but the daughter, what's her name? Um, Lee, uh, Shireen? Shireen. The daughter Shireen, yeah. yeah. But the daughter keeps asking very leading questions of like, what was going on out there? It sounded like someone was getting burnt to death. Yeah. Um, like she clearly knows what's going on. They were screaming, and Melisandre was like, that's what people do when they're happy that they're on fire. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She gives her the line of like, well, people scream when they give birth, but that is um, a good thing. That's all about bringing life. And these people were, uh, you know, they were going to go to their new life with the Lord of Light. And But yeah, the daughter clearly is not buying it. Shireen's smart. She taught Davos to read. Like, she mm. is a clever girl. Yeah. And that's why she ate that uh, that guy with the safari hat. <laughs> hey, I watched uh, Fallen Kingdom last night. Oh, the Jurassic Park, the most mm. recent one. What did you reckon? Mm. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun time. I liked some of the direction. It was a little bit sort of classic horror movie Totally. It, like, yeah. s- switches in the middle. It's kind of two mm. movies. Mm, which I like that switch. The Lost World Jurassic Park did as well towards the end and uh, was not as effective. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like the, the issue exact with same through It totally line. is. Um I think the issue with Fallen Kingdom is the characters basically aren't characters. Chris Pratt is so boring in it. And so is uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. I yeah, yeah. I yeah, it's a shame cuz I think they're both good actors. There was just yeah. nothing to those characters. I think they just don't want them to be characters, though. They want them to be bland, sort of classical mm. Hollywood. Here's mm-hmm. Greta Garbo. I don't know any old Hollywood <laughs> names, but... Greta Gerwig? Would Greta... Uh, I think Greta Garbo was a person. Yeah. One of, yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, either way, uh, yes, I, I think Fallen Kingdom was a fun movie. Yeah. Where were uh, we? <laughs> <laughs> well, Bram was watching a fun movie... Of uh, oh. summer eating a mm-hmm. deer, <clears throat> and he wakes up and he's like chomping on his pillow. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man, I was just eating everyone. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, you weren't, idiot. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you're gonna get really hungry because you were just imagining that. Yeah, like, sort of. Yeah, and then they give him like a warning of like, hey, you ever read animorphs? You know how if the animorphs <laughs> stay animorphed for too long, they become that animal. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. this world as well. Yeah. <laughs> You're an animorph, Bran. Yeah. Uh, You're an animorph, Bran. And then I don't remember why this happens, but he touches a tree. They're just walking past and they're like, oh, that's one of those magical trees. Yeah. And Bran goes over and gets Hodor to bring him over and uh, touches mm. it, touches mm-hmm. the tree. And boy, oh boy. Does Bran freak out? Yeah, he has one like some. He has basically like a reverse previously on. Yeah, yeah, he does. He has a uh, posthumously on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sees a bunch of shit. What's in there? There's like a throne. There's a dragon going over a town. There's him mm-hmm. falling off of that thing again. There's like some voices going like, "Eh, it's Cersei or whatever." Yeah, he sees uh, some cells. He see like you know jail cells. He sees the three eyed yeah. raven. Yeah. Um. He sees a uh, king's landing covered in snow. Oh, winter. Hmm. And yeah. then he sees yeah, like more of those weird trees and mountains and stuff. So he sees a bunch of shit and then wakes up and goes, "I know what we have to do." Oh yeah, yeah. Because the last thing he hears is someone yelling the word "north." 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the someone's like, "Come here, Bran." Yeah. Yeah. Soup's on. <laughs> and so he, yeah, he's been given a direction to go and uh, achieve whatever this goal that they're doing up north is. Mm. And then we go right down the other end, down south, oh, yeah. to uh, the big old, and this is just the rest of the episode now, Joffrey's wedding. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is uh, this is good shit. Yeah. This is some great Kins Landing politics. Everyone's feeling awkward. Joffrey's being a dick. Classic Game of Thrones stuff. Joffrey, yep. that character, man, going from strength to strength. Oh, I can't wait to see where he ends up. Really a driving force in this show that... Uh, uh, you know, is is pretty much the reason I'm tuning in every week. Totally. He's the greatest villain uh, ever to be in a television show. And uh, well-performed, uh, engaging. A lot of room don't to know grow. What, don't, know, don't know what I'd do without him. So, uh, Joffrey dies at the end of this, by the way. Uh, Joffrey's uh, <laughs> first bit of the... Everyone's seen the episode if they're listening to this, so that's fine. Uh, yes. It's uh, The first bit of the wedding is... Um, like uh, some sort of reception dinner or like a practice dinner or something where everyone's yeah. coming up and giving him uh, presents. Is that where Mace Tyrell does his little thing? Yeah, he shows up and he... Well, so like before that, Cersei... Oh, yeah, there's uh, a bunch of stuff before that, sorry. Yeah. And and Tywin are talking and she's like, that's the whore over there. And Tywin's like, that doesn't look like a great ape. And <laughs> I mean, I guess so because humans are, but... <laughs> yeah. You know, the Harry Harry and the Henderson. Uh, it's the Harry, the Harry reference, yeah. We meet uh, Mace Tyrell, Marjorie's mm-hmm. dad. He's mm-hmm. a bumbly old doof. Yeah, doesn't look particularly... Look, he's certainly not a Roose Bolton or a Tywin Lannister, is he? No, he's gotten round since his he's fighting a, he's, days. He's a, but he's not even a, a Robert Baratheon round. He's just like, oh, that guy looks harmless, basically. Yeah, there's a shot later on when uh, Tywin and... Uh, Olena are just kind of walking through, having their little conversation. And Maestarell's just like walking down this path. And he's walking down it like he's animated from like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> he looks like one of the Plib and Plob or whatever their names are. Oh, yeah, Tweedledee. Like, tweedle he's blongling along. <laughs> and it's the silliest looking man. <laughs> so totally. If if you if so if you have access to the episodes, just go back and watch that little bit because he looks like a real doof. And it's it's great. I the my memory of this character from, you know, the first time through this show is exactly that. He's a bumbly, harmless guy who yeah. doesn't really have any impact on on the plot. Totally. He's the guy who's asleep on Christmas Day by eleven AM. He's uh, yes. like spilling a glass of sherry next to him. Yeah, totally. Um, but everyone kinda likes him. Ah, oh, he's fine. He's, he's not fine. a threat. Which is uh, a a boon in this area. So yeah, they're they're mm. giving him presents. He gives him some dumb thing, and Joffrey's like, "Yep, cool." And uh, <laughs> a cup, I think. Yeah, some kind of shit. And then yeah. <laughs> Tyrion gives uh, Tyrion gives him a book, and mm-hmm. Joffrey understands that Tyrion is giving him this book because he's like, "Hey, idiot, you're a dumbass." Yeah. But Joffrey's like, um, "After the war has finished, perhaps books are the thing." He says mm. something like that. Wisdom. He says, like, wisdom is um, very, very valuable. He, uh, it sounds, outside of times it sounds of war, good. It's, now it's time for wisdom or something like that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. He's learning a little bit, it seems like, how to be, but he's also just being a dick to Tyrion still. Yeah. Well, it's. I, I think he, like, looks over at Tywin, and Tywin's like, very well done. That was kind of condescending, but not outright mean. 
Yeah, a very clever jibe. Yes, yeah. And then um, Tywin gets up and gives him that uh, sword that was melted down from Ned's sword that we mm. saw being made mm. in the last episode. And the weirdest thing happens here where, like, Joffrey stands up and he's like, oh, yes, a sword, I love it. And he, you know, attacks the table and it's that's all pretty Joffrey-ish. Then he's like, ah, this sword needs a name. And then just a group of voices starts coming out from people who we have not seen and they all immediately (laughs) have suggestions for sword names. And it's all, like, two-word names, like, complicated. Like they've had them in the barrel for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Been walking around going, like, if I ever had a sword, I'd name it Farm Taker or whatever they call it. Yeah. It's all like. Dante's Thirst. (laughs) Stormbringer is one of them. They've all got these, like, insane names for swords just ready to go. And we don't see one of their faces. (laughs) No, it's great. This is a group of invisible people just like, call it Famine Bringer. (laughs) Yeah. And anyway, <laughs> wicked <it's> claw, <laughs> uh, navel's bane. <laughs> and like you'd stick it through. So anyway, someone yells out Very "widow's good. whale," and mm. Joffrey's like, "Oh yes, mm. that is a name," and um, calls it that. He does. Anyway, he, he's got himself a new sword there. Uh, I think that's really that part of the scene, and they then they go off to the church to get married. Well, he cuts up the book. Oh, is that the book he cuts up? Yeah. Yeah. He cuts up the book. I think it's just just... after the name. I thought he was just smacking the table. That makes sense. Yeah, he cuts up the book right in front of Tyrion, and it's like, oh, okay. He hasn't learnt anything. (laughs) No. Well, yeah, he's off to get married in the next bit. And again, just like a massive room full of all these inconsequential people who are obviously important because they're at this wedding. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. like... They all need to work harder. They are not involved in the politics <laughs> of this place at all. No. Uh, but they have just a brief wet. It's not that interesting. They just kind of walk up and Marjorie looks dope. Yep. Yep. Agreed. But uh, other than that, it's just a pretty average sort of little wedding ceremony there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Everyone's like, <laughs> I Like all the, you know, main characters kind of look as though they're like, this is weird. Yeah, it's probably not good. But uh, what will be good is their, their fun-ass, big, expensive uh, party afterwards, which they head off to. Yes. And so, yeah, the rest of this episode is just everyone talking to each other at this party. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Well, this is going to be hard to remember. <laughs> so I, I've got a little list here that I believe is in order. Okay. Who- who talks to who? What happened right. at the royal wedding? Who was seen with who? So Pippa Middleton and Bron, yes, they both have the best butts here at this wedding. <laughs> you reckon Bron's got the best butt? If uh, with the dressmaker that Bron had, anyone could have looked buttastic in that in Butt City. Very Damn. nice. That's from 2011. That's not even the most recent royal wedding that I'm referencing. No, I didn't. I mean, that that is the one I uh, I identify most with, the Pippa yeah. Middleton one. Yeah. I watched the most recent royal wedding too. What but... was the most recent one? Oh, Meghan Markle. Yeah, Meghan Markle and Harry and like that. Harry sermon. and the Hendersons? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. They should have stay- let him stay in the house. 
They kicked him into the forest <laughs> and then he went out there and married Meghan Markle. Oh, dear. Harry and the Windsors is going to be a crazy sequel. Uh, uh, that would have, have John Lithgow in it as well as Winston Churchill. Oh, man. Fuck. There's like seven people in the world. <laughs> yeah. They just keep popping up <laughs> all in the same place. <laughs> um, and yeah, kind of here, there's only about seven people. So they all mm-hmm. like... Uh, mm-hmm. Bron, first of all, just goes to Tyrion like, hey, that sucks, buddy, but you'll move on. She's on the ship. Definitely. Uh, You've got to just get over this, mate. Drink a bunch. There's good advice. (laughs) Uh, Then Tywin and Olenna are having another one of them. They're like competitive, but friendly, sort of respectful little angry chats where they're like secretly... Either of us would kill the other one. <laughs> totally, totally. Trading barbs, being smart, being yeah. smart to each other. Walking around being smart. Uh, mm-hmm. Then uh, Mace Tyrell does that funny walk down the steps that everyone should go <laughs> back and watch. Yes. Um, Loras and Oberyn are sort of like, there's a bit where Oberyn's like, hello. And Tyrion's like, yes, hello. <laughs> Oberyn's like, I wasn't talking to you, guy who's right in front of me, who... <laughs> <laughs> would be perfectly reasonable to expect I was talking to him. Yes. T- I'm talking to that contortionist. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Well, right. not even the contortionist. The contortionist's butt. Yeah, she's facing away. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot, Oberyn. Don't, don't make everyone else feel bad for you being a dick. He's just flamboyant, and he doesn't yeah. know. It just doesn't make sense sometimes. He's the most over-the-top guy, but in mm. a great way. I really like him. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's like eyeing off Loras, and mm-hmm. Loras is like, "Well, hello, sailor," and then <laughs> keeps staring at him and bumps into Jamie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And ja- I forget the exact content of this conversation, but Jamie's basically like, "If you think you're going to get married to my sister, then you're fucking crazy." Yeah, and then Loras is like, "Well, you won't marry her either, buddy." Yeah. So- yes. Gives a little shove and walks off. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all very good stuff. Brienne comes up and pays her respects to the to the married couple, and then mm-hmm. uh, they just sort of are mean to her. And then Cersei comes up and he's she's like, "Ah, so you want to fuck my brother, do you?" Yeah, like yeah. Each, each of the siblings have their chance to tell somebody else to back <laughs> off here. Totally. So Cersei is like initially like, oh, you served Renly and he died, and you served Catelyn and she died, and then you served my brother and you're in love with him. Yeah. And then Brienne's like, oh, just like deer in headlights, does not <laughs> know just what like, to do. Backs away. Right? Yeah. It's so weird. Like, <laughs> just say no. Just say no, yeah. I'm not. No. We bonded over an extremely uh, difficult journey. And I have respect for him, but I'm not in love with him. But no, yeah. she just like sort of grins and walks backwards. <laughs> so tell the crazy woman that you're not a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, As you she look goes down like, on her from two feet high above her. Yeah, but she like tugs at her armor collar. Yeah, she does. Um, she totally does. And then Cersei just is on the warpath here because earlier uh, Marjorie has stood up and said, "We're going to give all of the food to the poor." And Cersei. Mm goes up to Pycelle and is like, hey, creep, stop being a creep to this girl and make sure you give all the food to the dogs. Mm. And, you know, he probably will. He, she um, also is like, yeah, the, um, she mentions fucking, what's his name? Quandor? Quandor. Uh, Kyburn. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
Quandor is the most like generic fantasy name. <laughs> Quandor. Yeah. Quandor. Fetch uh, the Carbon, amulet of yeah. Graw. <laughs> um, but yeah, she mentions Kyburn and Pycelle is like, that weirdo? He's a strange creep, but I hate him. Hey, Pycelle, mm. how about you look in a mirror, mate? Oh, and Got that's him. a line from the show, and that's an Emmy-winning line <laughs> of dialogue. Oh, this episode written by George Martin, by the way, George R.R. R. Martin. Oh, it's one of his good ones then, because I think we really paid out a previous one that he wrote for being yeah, no good. I think we did too, because this next little bit I really liked as well, the little conversation between uh, Oberyn, Ilaria, Tywin, hey. and Cersei. It's great. Yes. One of those ones that just... It starts off quite polite, and eventually their politeness, they're still being, you know, technically correct, but just right. getting ruder and ruder with each other as they go on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I love that sort of stuff, where they start off like, ah, cold day, so I see that you've uh, worn a, a lot of cheaper clothing to make sure that you <laughs> shield yourself from the weather. A very smart idea. <laughs> And then they ramp up and ramp up until they're like, ah, milady, you fucking dick. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a female bastard. Well, fuck you then, you stupid idiot. <laughs> but, but they still make sure they're like grinning and being polite about it. Mm. Mm. Like uh, towards the end of it, Oberyn is like, well, back home, we don't like to rape and murder people, but ah, places are different, eh, Tywin? Yes, back home where we have your daughter, Cersei, as a guest slash hostage. Yeah. So Mm. I I thought all of that scene was uh, very good. Yes, agreed. And they all played it well. Like, they're all good actors. I don't know the uh, the woman who plays Ilaria Sand from anything else, I don't think. But, um, yeah, they're all good. Agreed. Um, So then... uh, we go back over to Joffrey's sort of table, and Joffrey throws a bunch of coins at what is very clearly a real band that is <laughs> yes. shoehorned in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, it's Pete Doherty and the fucking whatever his band was, or is it one of those? No, but it's one of those English bands, probably. I think it's Sigur Ross. Oh, really? Oh, okay, yeah. I like them. It, okay, they just look cool. really modern for some reason. They they look out of place in the same way that the ones from the Red Wedding episode did. Yeah, agreed, agreed. They de- yeah, definitely. There's something just yeah not because uh, like I think they cast people very specifically for this show because this will sound really stupid, but some people have medieval looking faces. Oh, totally. No, absolutely. Sigur Ross do not. And yeah, just and it looked- is it is. That it is Sigur Ross, but you're right. Like um, Charles Dance, um, oh, fuck. I wish uh, the guy who plays Davos. Like, there's a, a certain, yeah. a certain, do and like you know, um, fucking Lena Headey. Like a lot of the women um, are perfectly cast as well. Like it's I, just all the casting look. is great. Everybody fits mm. their roles perfectly. I think, except maybe for uh, Kit uh, Kit Harrington, yeah, who just Agreed. looks like a, a sad model. <laughs> but uh yep. it, it, yeah it's it's noticeable when this stuff happens and i don't like it but joffrey throws a bunch of coins at them and says like get out of here you punks yep i've hired a hilarious group of comedians who have <laughs> nothing to offer but their writing and talent and i haven't hired them for any ulterior reason <laughs> uh-oh oh no bunch of little people run out and they're all dressed mm-hmm. up as the five kings 
Joffrey's hired them. He's like, it's already the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And they come out and, you know, Tyrion looks mad and he tells Pod, like, give them each 20 gold coins at the end of this because, like, mm. they're going to need it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're running around this little circle, like, mm. shoving swords at each other's bums and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's the War of the Five Kings, Joffrey calls it. Right, yeah. One of those, like, dumb medieval plays that used to happen before, like... You ever seen Punch and Judy? No, but, yeah, like, that's... Yeah, it's dumb as hell. Yeah, It's just I'm like, sure hey, it's... Judy, I'm gonna punch you. Don't you punch... Oh, ow! You punch me again. Why did yeah, that okay. happen? It's, you know... That's, that's basically this. Yeah, it's 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 nonsense, and I hated it, and I thought they should have written this part of the show better. No, I'm kidding. It's obviously meant to be stupid. Yeah, and it's stupid, and it, everyone gets... Well, a lot of people get offended by it. Yep. Yeah, um, this really weird thing starts happening during this bit. Like, this play happens, and Joffrey's like, Hooray, the best thing ever! And it pissed off my uncle, and now to piss off my uncle more... Mm. And Joffrey starts being a huge dick to Tyrion, just being like, hey, get me a cup, and doing all these petty things. And then the entire crowd of people at that wedding who have made a consistent amount of noise up until now, the sound design of this part of the episode drops in and out in such a really noticeable way, where whenever it gets tense, everyone's like, what's going to happen with this guy talking to his uncle? Why would they be listening? Well, why would they not be loving it sick because so it starts yeah, with true. J- Joffrey Joffrey being like <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> is he Joffrey does tries do to that force. eventually he <laughs> yeah he does he re- he really commits to it though um <laughs> he he tries to get Tyrion to join the fight he's like go on get down there with the other actors and uh <laughs> you know get amongst it i think you should fight them and then That's Tyrion's right. like well actually um you know i think it's your day and you are uh, you you should show everyone the amazing feats of bravery that you displayed during the uh, the siege of King's Landing, and mm. Joffrey's like, mm, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Maybe I want you to bring me some wine, please. Yeah. Um, <coughs> oh, then he, he happen- walks over and pours the wine on Tyrion's head, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does this happen now or later? Because there's a um. That, yeah, does it happen before the pie? Because that big pie comes yeah, out. Yeah, Joffrey this, cuts this is it all before the, the pie. Because it gets yeah, okay. really tense, and then Marjorie like notices the pie and yells, "Look a pie!" <laughs> <laughs> to distract That's everybody. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he pours his drink on Tyrion's head, and then he's like, "Fill up my cup," and it's real, real tense. Yeah. Everyone's he- yeah feeling really awkward about this mm. thing that Joffrey always does. This behavior that he's always exhibiting, and just like everyone there is watching this dead silent, dead silent. When you you'd think like it's his wedding, he's making jokes, like they're kind of mean, but no one likes Tyrion either. So shouldn't everyone be just laughing along? And everyone's kind of nervous about it and stuff. But yeah, it's it's it does feel like a bit of sort of manufactured tension here. Mm. Mm. Yeah, a little bit sort of. yeah, not not natural. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, that I, goes I on. I definitely for a while. noticed that too. Yeah, it was it was just because it cuts to everyone's face and like I I get the point that it's making like nobody can say anything because he's a king and they all hate it and blah blah blah. But like it it's just it's it's played very oddly. It's not a huge misstep or whatever. It's just uh, 
it doesn't ring true, I suppose. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, but yeah, that goes on for a while, and then the big pie comes out. Joffrey cuts into it with his sword, kills a couple of pigeons, <laughs> doves. Yep. And yep. Some more get out of there. <laughs> yeah, they're not pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> they're like white pigeons. <laughs> yeah, there's some doves. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, everybody's back to enjoying it. Joffrey starts being a dick again. Mm-hmm. Has a sip of wine to to calm his nerves, and then, uh oh, he's coughing real bad. Yeah, yeah, that wine must have gone down the wrong hole. Dude, there's no wrong hole for wine to go down. You can pour it in anywhere. <laughs> if you, if you, it, you know how, like, apparently in Russia, they used to yes. take vodka shots in the eye. In the eye? Yeah, because there's a I lot of nerve know. endings in the eye. Anyway, okay. just wanted to bring up that badass thing they did. <laughs> oh, it's cool. I love Russia. Uh, so yeah, Joffrey, he starts choking on, uh, either this pie or this wine. It seems to be the Mm -hmm. wine Mm -hmm. and he fucking straight up dies. He dies. He falls down. Cersei runs to him. He's choking. He's turning purple. Jamie like Jamie bursts through the crowd to get to him as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Tyrion's just standing there holding the, the goblet. Mm. Uh, And, uh. Yeah, like, blood comes out of Joffrey's eyes and he is dead. He dies in the most gruesome way. It looks so gross. It does. His eyes like end up turning the wrong ways. He's throwing up all over the place. He's going blue. Like, get him out of yeah. here. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> yeah. Cover but, him uh, up. Yeah. Then Tyrion's like standing on a stage holding what is effectively the murder weapon. Mm-hmm. Like a fucking idiot. Yeah. In the, mean- in the meantime, Sansa's been whisked off by that fool guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have forgotten He's come that. up to yes. him and like, hey, terminate a line. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Joffrey dies. Cersei screams at the guards to seize Tyrion. She's like, he definitely did it. There's no changing yep. my mind about this. Yep. Uh, they do grab Tyrion, so he's like, you know, we know that he gets caught. Yep. And uh, that's it. Yep. That's it. To Joffrey's credits. dead. Joffrey's gone out of nowhere. Yeah. I not only did I not uh see this coming <laughs> in the episode, I didn't see it coming in the like this part of the series. I had forgotten entirely that this is when this happened. It's quite early on, relative I mean, this is sort of the midpoint. Mm, where but even just now. like this episode of this season, like it's such a strange time for it to happen. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah. early on it. Yeah, totally. They've managed mm. to, because after the Red Wedding thing, everyone's like, oh my God, anyone can die. And then yeah, two episodes yeah. later, they're like, hey, <laughs> again. Yeah. But you didn't think it would be this soon, though. They're like, no, we didn't. No, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. We're going to miss this guy. But like, boy, they really do build him up to be the worst dude in the world in this episode. And I probably should have seen it coming just because of that. Because, yeah, he really gets his comeuppance and then some. It's an yeah. awful death. And that is, I guess, what all that, like, kind of really trying hard to build that tension of him at the end is. Just to remind mm. everybody, mm. like, hey, this is what sucked about this dude. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's yeah, totally. the worst. So, uh... He, he was the worst. Dude, I guess he isn't anymore. He's just an annoying corpse. Yep. Like <laughs> yep. every other corpse. They're all annoying. Find them all over the place. So, uh, yeah, Joffrey's gone, that episode is gone, and 402 is in the bloody bag. That's it. A good episode, I thought. Yeah, I... I... Yeah. 
all the sort of stuff in the first half, I don't know, like the standard stuff is just starting to wear a little thin because it's like, okay, I get it. You're all crazy. Move it along. Sure. I still like the actors in that storyline enough to be happy being, being there. Yeah, agree. I, I agree with that. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> Bran, I'm not interested in. No. Yeah, Bran is just... I. Again, it's probably telling that Bran, probably the weakest of the sort of main actors. Yeah, yeah. So yep, maybe I think, that's yeah. a part of why. I mean, all of those characters in that in that storyline, again, like, yeah, those are not characters I care about, so I don't care about the story that much. I still don't fully understand who they are, like Mira and Jojen. I'm mm. like, all right, you I guys mean, showed up in the woods and I think briefly said that, like, ah, oh, we're like, there's a Stark Bannerman, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, our dads were mates or something. And, like, yeah. yeah. Jojen, clearly a made-up name. Yeah. <laughs> there's Miranda and Jojen. Like, the Miranda showing up just made me think that, like, somewhere out there in Game of Thrones, there's someone just named, like, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Up, it's me, Jason, <laughs> from Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, I, and, and I agree. An all right episode there. With uh, mm. a few little bits and pieces to talk about in uh, something that we do at the end here for spoiler okay. people. All right. So uh, if you are watching for the first time and don't want spoilers, uh, here's the end of the episode for you. So thank you for listening. AriaTalkingToMePod at gmail.com is our yes. uh, email address if you want to send one in. But otherwise, yep. yeah, if you're not after spoilers, uh, don't hang around. Leave now and we'll see you next week. Otherwise, if you're okay with spoilers, mm-hmm. welcome to Welcome my friend my house friend's house my friend my is named named Henderson Henderson I am Harry <laughs> Harry okay nice to meet you nice to meet you okay section uh yeah, the the sealed section is what I mean. Oh, we're in the sealed section. Yeah, yeah, that's this. Yeah, uh, I noticed a couple of uh, little bits and pieces here. Yes. Uh, first of all, uh, what's her name? Uh, Elena at the wedding, being like, "Oh, who would kill somebody at a wedding? Oh, I believe yeah. they did that to your brother. Disgusting behavior. Yuck, yuck, <laughs> yuck. Not me. I'd never do it." And, like, in yeah. retrospect, knowing that she did kill Joffrey, it's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's doing? very bold. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now, uh, Detective Carter, did you... We've, we've gathered together all of the evidence here, all, everything that everyone said, all the overheard remarks. Did anyone gloat about, you know, killing someone at a wedding or, like, just say... <sighs> say a story about someone getting murdered at a wedding because that's well, probably a tip-off. It's like a real murderer going back to the scene of the crime thing. All I know oh. for sure is that it couldn't have been Elena Tyrell because she said, is anybody here planning to kill someone at this wedding? Because I'm not and I think it's bad. Oh, okay, so, good. That's great. We can cross her off the list then. We can, we can. Uh, I think mm. it might have been Tyrion, the guy who held the cup that he just mm. murdered someone with. You yeah, know how the murderer that... definitely just stands there holding the weapon, looking confusedly at it. Hey, that's that's good enough for me. Lock him up, boys. Another crime solved. Yum, yum, yum. I love to eat criminals. <laughs> they were cannibals all along. Cannibal cops. 
<laughs> oh, Cannibal Cops. Okay, we've got a spin-off uh, <laughs> for our sketch group. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was um, pretty funny. And then uh, also, mm. Brand's vision. Yes. There's, I think, three significant bits there. There's the throne with like all the ice, which is an image we've seen a few times. Yes. I think in uh, Daenerys' walking through the thing, mm-hmm. that like wizard village or whatever it was, the wizard tower, she saw a similar thing. The, yeah, like the 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 whole um, throne room of King's Landing had like no ceiling and it was filled yeah. with snow and ice and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dragon flying over King's Landing, mm-hmm. and uh, a little glimpse of the Night King there. Yeah, that's the first yes. time we've seen him, right? I believe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there he is. Brands <laughs> having a look in the Night King, and also, look, I don't want to start churning up the rumor mill. Mm. But uh, the way that part of the vision happens is in like a shard of ice, I suppose, that yes. has like a reflective mirror quality that Brand now, is looking into. What are you implying there? Well, listen, when, when, when he was at the wedding before, I noticed Bram walking around saying, hey, nobody here is the Night King, are they? Because <laughs> if anybody here is stuck in a time loop and is fulfilling yes. their own destiny and prophecy <laughs> or whatever, something mm-hmm. dumb that I hope doesn't happen... I'm I'm sure going to kill Joffrey about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is a theory that's sort of floated around uh, a little bit in the past few years um, to the point of people being like, the Night King wears that outfit and now Bran's wearing a similar outfit. Mm. Like that kind of level of um, connecting the dots. When everyone in Game of Thrones all wears the same outfit. They're all medieval. It's leather and belts. Totally. Absolutely. Or fur yeah. and leather belts. It's the kind of theorizing that people used to do about the TV show Lost, just taking right. screen caps and being like, well, that is a sentence written in this language, and this language originated in this place, and maybe the island's actually a time-traveling um, spaceship from um, uh, Morocco. Like, all that kind of dumb shit. I'm so glad I never watched Lost. Yeah, you'd hate it. You'd find it very frustrating. <laughs> Uh, um, the I yes. always re- the the thing I remember about Lost is that at the I'd see the end of every episode or like several of them for a while because there was something on after it, and mm. it would always say like if you want to get the whole story go to seven dot com slash Lost and I was like nope I'm not going yeah. to a website after watching a TV show who yeah. would not be happy with just watching the TV show and would need more content from the internet afterwards <laughs> how times have stayed the same yes. Um, uh, but no, yeah, people have gone nutso for this theory. Well, because that R plus L equals J thing ended up being proven and, and like it yep. was predicted for through similar kind of... I mean, that one was more signposted, I'd say. Sure, and yeah, and indefinitely in the books from what I have yeah. can tell. But the fact that this one seems plausible from little clues dropped throughout the thing does make mm-hmm. it seem like it might pan out because these things have been seeded in there by... Uh, from early on by George Matten. Yeah, I um, I th- I think that's fair. Like I can, I've seen, you know, I've read those theories, and I think they they make sense. They even make sense, you know, um, thematically and in terms of the narrative, which is rare yeah. for fan theories. <laughs> I think um, I just don't want there to be a time travel thing. That's the only thing I would be bothered mm, by. I'm but not, there already has I'm not, been because of the Hodor thing. Well, exactly, and that's one of those things that that yeah. sort of ties it up. Um, I'm not a fan of it because I've already heard it and I was hoping to be surprised. Right, yeah. And now we've done that you know? to some other people who might not have heard about it. But 
Hey. This is the sealed section. It's true. You've only got yourselves to blame. Us. Mm. <laughs> you can only blame us um, with yourselves. But yeah, there's a few. There's a few of those theories flying around. Like, like not. Yeah, like different ones that are all varying degrees of of plausible. But um, mm. this is probably the one that's yeah the most plausible to me. The one that I probably would be most satisfied with being true. But and because of that, the one that I'm yeah kind of a, most annoyed at having already read. Um, well, and I do I do think it's more interesting than just like he was an evil wizard. Sure, sure. The whole time, so sure. uh, yeah, it it does have something to it, and if they do it well, uh, it could be cool. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's what I noticed from uh, the more sealed bits of this. Was there any uh, mm. little tidbits that uh, you picked out there at all? Not really. I mean, it's a shame that Joffrey's gone. Um, yeah. We're both a big fan of uh, Jackie Gleason. Uh, Did I tell the story about how I saw him in Edinburgh in an episode no, already? No, only to me in a message. Oh. Yeah, right. I saw him walking down the street in Edinburgh. Sick. Did I not say that on this podcast? I can't remember. <laughs> if I did, I'm saying it again. I saw him walking down the street and he was wearing headphones and I looked at him and I thought he was like a friend because yes. you, you just recognize somebody a little bit and uh, you, it, before you clock where they're actually from, you're like, well, I must know this person. Mm. And so I looked at him like expecting him to say hello to me, basically, <laughs> which he must get all the time because he put his headphones on more somehow. He was already wearing them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That's uh, that's the fascinating story of how I saw a person. <laughs> nice. Nice, Dude. man. Oh, yeah. The other the other little bit is when uh, Cersei's like, that one over there, that's Tyrion's whore. Uh, Tywin oh, is yeah. like, bring it to my tower before the wedding. So that's yeah, how that's two right. of them started meeting. Totally. And yeah, like Tyrion does the exact right thing to actually turn her against him. So yeah, it all kind of lines up. Yep. All right. I reckon that's an episode of this podcast. I agree. <laughs> Bye. <I guess> that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have thanks. an outro. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the sealed section and uh, the rest of the, the episode. Are oh, you talking to me pod at gmail.com for questions? We'll uh, be we've back got a few to, in the uh, bank, but yeah. Yeah, we'll be back to our regularly sort of regular schedule as well. And yes, that's true. I think next week the plan is to do episodes three and four in the one show. Yeah, I'm into that. Let's do that. We got to start cool. cramming some together. Done. All um, right, sick. Sweet. Well, uh, we'll see everybody next time. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.